Support for the Star Wars Stuff Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Yeah, that rhymes. All right. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code stuffpod at manscaped.com. All right, guys. Sometimes you got to do some maintenance. You got to do some trimming and either you hurt yourself or you don't do a good job and it's not a good feeling. All right. But Manscaped is here to help you. Okay. The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And the travel bag is in there. I almost threw mine away. <laughs> I picked up the box and I was like, it's a little bit heavier with nothing in there. And I looked and there's a really, really great bag in there to hold all your stuff. Okay. First off, the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just say that. I'm blown away by the performance and the craftsmanship of this trimmer. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. That is very important. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight you need for more precise shave. All right, because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess of the bathroom floor. Big plus. All right, the the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. That is kind of weird to say, but yes, it does include that, and that is really what I use it for. Because I do have a lot of hair, so trimming my nose hairs and my ear is something I have to do every day, and I'm using this every day for that, and it's awesome. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, tugs, and those delicate nose holes. So yeah, like I said, I use it every day, and I'm not even worried about that it's going to hurt me or anything. The Crop Reserver Below the Waist Deodorant and Crop Reviver Below the Waist Toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, like I said, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, to, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code STUFFPOD. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STUFFPOD at manscaped.com. All right, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code STUFFPOD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth on the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Stories. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember... Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. And I'm Josh. And today we have uh, a lot to talk about, actually. Uh, we have the official cast for Acolyte. We've got the breakdown for the new episode of Andor, uh, the future of Andor Season 2. Um, and Star Wars and Fortnite, I guess that's not new, but you know what? It's Fortnite, so why not? But anyways, let's get into the news. The newest episode of Andor just came out uh, today, uh, Wednesday. Loving it. I I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. (laughs) Um, Man, like, 
Andy Serkis was such a great call, like of, of bringing him into the show. Uh, be before we go any further, uh, please subscribe to our, our YouTube channel and all of our other channels. Uh, and spoilers ahead. All right, let's break it down. Josh, hit it. All right. So uh, in the episode, we do open um, straight back on the prison. Um, so what, what did you think of them opening on the prison immediately this time? This is this was my biggest key in knowing that we're going to get that finale yeah. of our, our next act. Um, I've been successful in saying that every three episodes we've been getting something big. Yes. And I I was really, really pumped um, that it was leading it was happening directly after the like of the scene that we saw on in the last episode where where like it faded to black and then he and then Andy circus was like um uh no more than 12 guards and that led directly into the beginning of this episode and i love mm. that because i'm so used to the past couple episodes where it kind of like drags on and there's like a small time gap so I think you're right. I definitely felt like we are getting the heist in this episode. Mm-hmm. I would have been really disappointed if we didn't because these long kind of dragging on episodes kind of felt like, um, do you remember Dragon Ball Z? Like those original episodes where like the, the mm-hmm. one scene the, of like the plot of the show would just drag on the entire show. And then when it was about to g- get good, it would be like, and next week, and we were like, "Oh shoot, come on, bro!" So again, I think I think that's that's for me. What I've said before is just that it we've we've had it so good for so long, where we get all the action that we need in uh, in a single episode. But I'm I I could not be happier with Andor taking its time for each episode, and uh, I don't think that the payoffs would nearly be as grand if we didn't get an episode previously that yeah. kept setting it up. Um. But I mean, for for where it goes next, it's uh, it's the whole speech between uh, Andy Circus and uh, Cassian, which is really really cool. Um, where he talks about the 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 difference of being a, the Empire being afraid. Um, so so what did, what did you think about that scene of them speak, speaking about him speaking about how they fried everyone uh, on the lower floor? Um, I I honestly uh, okay so. The fact that we're seeing, um, like, we see Cass just kind of dealing with everything like he has been through the entire show. But seeing another character wrapping their head around, like, what's happening and, like, there's no hope. And and, and him, like, walking in and, and just saying, like, hey, there is going to be no escape. This isn't happening. Um, uh, but you can die trying if you want to. And it sounds like, you know, throughout the episode, he later changes like his mind is just like, all right, you know what? Maybe, maybe this can happen. But I think that near the end, which again, spoilers, we know why maybe he was hesitant and it was because he knew it was surrounded by water. So Mm -hmm. he was like, he like knew he was not going to make that. Um, But I loved the intensity of this episode. I didn't, uh, and I also thought it was well balanced um, between the plot lines um, throughout the show because you, because during the heist episode, it was mainly focused on the heist and we barely saw, you know, the other plots happening. 
but in this one it was well balanced and uh and i'm really really hoping that we get uh more saw guerrera in the next episode because we didn't get him at all in this one. i think they were leading up to talking about that because yeah. do we know if we had anything anything else in the trailers dealing with saw guerrera at all there was one, sh- yes, because there's that one scene in the uh, trailer uh, of where um, they talk about rebellion and they all point his guns kind of towards him. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask about that question a little bit later when we talk about uh, the, the star map chart and what's going on there. Um, but so... Later in this, he's uh, so they're still in the prison. They're explaining on what they're going to do and uh, basically revealing to the rest of the whole prison ward that yes, uh, they killed an entire floor because they accidentally messed up because they're truly never getting out of there alive, at least. Um, and it's all to build the Death Star as fast as possible. Right. I mean, that's not. Uh, so that's what it's definitely hinted at. I couldn't imagine it not being the the Death Star, especially how secretive they are. And by killing an entire floor, like mm-hmm. it's just like that would make sense that it would be um, that project. I cannot imagine it being anything else. Well, I mean, in in Rogue One, it's even told that it, it's behind schedule, right? And and no one wants to. Everyone is scared ultimately of the emperor so it's cool to see everyone how it trickles down to the point where everyone has to move as as fast as possible to get this thing online right and something nice as well is that this is happening during the events of star wars rebels like of that entire show which is really cool and we'll talk about season two of andor in a second but i'm hoping that we will end it on yavin um Mm-hmm. be on uh on yavin 4 b because it's happening again it's happening right around that time of star wars rebels so i'm hoping some type of crossover with at least one rebels character i think that would be really cool um but we'll have to see uh mm-hmm. but yeah so they um so then i believe the next scene is they go back to coruscant right uh, not yet. They go back to the 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 home planet of um of Cassian, so where his his mom is. Um, and it's it's the interesting scene where they're saying like she's not taking her meds, that kind of thing. But we get to see how not only is she basically being guarded by uh, the Empire for if Cassian comes back, but also his last crew that he went with so that they can uh, try and kill him. So he's being tried to, he's, they're trying to kill him yep. uh, on both sides, which is pretty interesting. A little, little, little scene that I think will lead into something else later in the future. Um, yep. And then we get to court, we head over to Coruscant. Um, yeah. Uh, we saw a lot of Coruscant in this episode, especially the lower levels. Mm-hmm. That made me really, really happy. Um, and I feel like in this show in particular, we are getting introduced to a lot of different alien species because I, I, I saw a couple um, in this episode that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what did you think of their uh, Mon Mothma's whole little meeting with the uh, gangster banker guy? Uh, 
we are getting into a territory that has never been really explored in Star Wars. And I think arranged marriages was probably like the last thing I ever thought that would kind of be brought into the Star Wars universe like that. And and and, and the fact that like the only thing that he really wants is I mean, like he like said it in a way where where he was like, Oh, like no, like like I don't want my son to marry your daughter, but if they meet and it works out, then it works out. Like he was saying it in a, um, a thug type way where, Oh, he, he wants that because he wants to be an, an official rich person, right? Someone, someone who's elevated to the kind of status that moth has, moth has already. Uh, Mon, Mon Moth was sitting there. Uh, I think what it's implying is that, and I was wondering from this before, is that her marriage right now is an arranged marriage because he talks about how it's a, a trendrel of custom to uh, like the old ways of the, the custom of marriage. And I was really wondering if that's exactly what happened in her relationship because that's yeah. why they don't really like, like love each other. And she was kind of like, heck no, I'm not having that for my kid. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we know later during the timeline, especially in Rebels, um, uh, that we uh, that we get um, uh, her kind of leaving the Senate and in like being like full out public about being part of the Rebel Alliance and everything, mm-hmm. but her kid and her husband are not there, so I got a feeling something's gonna happen um as a repercussion to this yes Mm, i wouldn't doubt it because yeah yeah i i wonder i really do wonder what will happen with it um but yeah she actually just completely rejects his offer and and, uh sends him packing but the the coolest line from all of it is how i think it's let me try and find the line where it's uh he he asks like you know Maybe, uh, maybe my, like I'll bring my son next time to meet your daughter, and then she's like, "No, no, I'm not even gonna gonna think about that." And then he sits up and goes, "Well, that's the first thing you've uh, lied to me about." So I thought that was a pretty interesting line. <laughs> yeah. Um, I- our, our, yeah. Our, we, we set over to our next scene, which is uh, back in the uh, antique store. So. Um, what, what did you think about the speech in the uh, antique store? Um, I think that um, Luthen is playing a dangerous game. I think that he's very he's very confident about the whole thing, and if he's nervous, he definitely hides it. Because if you like see and and the fourth episode when he's getting ready to coruscant, like he like turns from like being serious and puts on his wig to being like the kind of joker like type vibe like mm-hmm. in the mirror such i i thought that was really funny but uh uh but he can really control his emotions and and you can definitely see him kind of like a um to me i see him very similar to just kind of bear with me i see him as l- the way that lord voldemort kind of acts because there's times where like he's like very um like serious and calm and then he's kind of collective and the way that that luthan kind of like acts and like you know talks and everything and then how how he can snap into being 
um, serious is something that I can see the relation to. Um, because of those those type of characters, you have to kind of watch out for. Um, and I think Luthen is is all about um, about the end game. I think he's like doing anything to get to that point, no matter what. He doesn't, you know, care how he does it. And I honestly think um, that's what you know. That's how Cassian, you know, feels, and that's where he gets that from. Is uh, is from him. Oh yeah, um, his whole line about uh, fear is exactly the same kind of point that Luthen has in those first few episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So the whole pr- the prison sequence and the whole like lines about fear, I was like, this is exactly calling back to to Luthen's first ex- explanation to uh, Cassian. Um, for me, I think I don't know if he was ever. I don't know what like he i feel like it was always a mask like everyone in um like everyone on their their higher level has always been wearing this kind of like political mask and everything so i I don't think he's ever fully been like that um but just over time he's degraded to the point where he could immediately snap and change because i feel like all of them are really really good actors when they have to be so in my opinion i don't think he's like a, a crazy person i think because he also at the end he gives the whole line about how I have to use my enemy's tactics to try and win. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. And we kind of get an insight of of what he lost. Like he didn't say exactly what he lost, but most likely it's it's family, his wife, or just something that he lost very early on from the mm-hmm. empire. Um. I'm thinking before the sh- before the season is done that we will get um, some some type of origin story of Luthen because he's a very uh, mysterious character. And I would love to, you know, learn what's driving him um, to keep the rebellion going. And um, I'm, I'm curious of what your th- thoughts are, but do you want them to show his origin? Or do you think that like that they should just wait or keep it a mystery? As much of an origin as I could take could be like a three to four minute flashback. Yeah. Of just like looking through his eyes and then it, it, it cuts to to what his life was before and the the immediate turning point he had. Yeah. That's as much as I want. I don't want a super detailed backstory or like a whole yeah. like series dedicated to him. Um, in that sense of a whole backstory wise, but I, I, I do really enjoy just learning more about his character, but the mystery is also very, very cool and very interesting. Yes, I did. Uh, Yes. Um, that there was also the Wookiee headpiece. We also saw a star killer's armor again. Um, I feel like we've seen it like in almost every episode. That weird, like rancor snake thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There, there's actually been a decent amount of um, Easter eggs to Indiana Jones because you saw his, uh, you saw his whip in Carbonite. You like saw um, a couple of the Sakara uh, stones as well. Uh, something that uh, hi Zach, uh, he is wondering um, if ah, uh, I don't, I think that's a stretch. I don't think so. Um, I just think that like. 
they they brought Andy Circus in because he's an actor that has a lot of range. And and honestly, him, I'm I'm telling you right now, him like just not wearing any motion capture or anything, just being a normal actor in the show was such a great call because he brings so much um a heart uh to that whole prison break and everything and i just um and i'm i i I love andy circus he is one of my favorite actors uh from from the hobbit and lord of the rings to his stuff he did with king kong um just phenomenal so i'm really really excited um yeah it was uh, pretty funny i i I said as soon as he technically doesn't die at the end i was like all right here we go I was like, people are going to start piggybacking on the fact that it's, it could be Snoke. I was like, it's yeah. going to be, someone's going to say like, it's the basis clone for Snoke. And that's why and I was like, Hmm. <laughs> I like, I mean, I on, honestly, I could see them going that like that way, but I'll also the emperor put like the, Snoke is, is a clone of um, Snoke is a clone um of the emperor and he just put his force essence um he put his force essence into him why on earth would they choose him like out of everyone like it just it didn't make sense to me un- un- uh, unless because he was the leader that led them all out in the rebellion at the beginning of this rebellion so Ugh. that, that- <laughs> no he inspired others just like no. he inspires kylo ren <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's a see that. That's why I was sitting there. I was yeah, thinking about I it. And I was like, I, I, I personally wouldn't like that to be true. No. However, I can definitely see someone in the future making that connection. As, because as, as long as it, no one, if you don't see someone die in Star Wars, it doesn't mean they're not dead. As long as they don't create a other um plot hole where they make a comic of where Darth Vader goes between the events of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and he goes to Exegol and he sees all of the star destroyers including the clones but doesn't say anything to Luke when he's dying or when he comes back as a force ghost he doesn't say anything at all <laughs> like at all so i'm like as long as they don't do anything like that again i'm fine because that was just ugh um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I could see them um, because they're also kind of hinting at that. In the biggest in one that we saw Man- was Mandalorian. in Mandalorian. Yeah, um, because of they the actually people in the tanks. Because they actually play like Kylo's theme uh, uh, as well during that. It's it's like the dark side theme of uh, of the sequels. So they like play that, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. But yeah, uh, um, but but anyways, back to the episode. So now we cut back to uh, being in the prison. So this is going to be your whole uh, big prison escape scenes. Um, so they have a new man coming onto the floor. So they're going to try and kick off this plan. So everyone in the entire room knows what's going on and what they're going to try and do. So uh, what did you think of how, how tense this, this moments, these moments were uh, for their breakout? And also, did you think uh, they were going to use the water to break out and short the system? I figured it, it like I mean I didn't think it was gonna be water, but then watching it and I saw like that it was a refresher. I was like, oh okay, that makes sense. And I was um, wondering if they were gonna short it out or he was doing it so that like no one had a choice. 
Like either join in and believe in right. what we're going to do, or if this thing hits, it'll yeah. hit everyone and everyone will die. So that's why I, I mean, I thought that, but then I was like, there's no way Cassian's that dark. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I was like, there's no way where like, he's just like, yeah, like join me or die. Like I, 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 I thought of it for like a split second. I was like, no, there, there has to be a reason. And then when it happened, I was like, that's smart. Oh my gosh. That was genius. But at the same time, do you think that was a happy accident or do you think they were just being hopeful that that would happen? Well, I, I think it's a, it's a hope, hopeful thing because um, apparently no one's ever done it before, I don't think. And he's just smart enough to figure it out on his own. Um, and it, it's, it's really cool that it was kind of like a little surprise for me, at least, that it was like, okay, we got the water on the ground. Okay, so when they try and shock everyone, instead of it just yeah. normally shocking everyone, it shocks so bad that it shorts the entire, entire power system to the, the level. And I was like, that was really, really cool. I like David, that. I don't care if it's a toilet. I think refresher sounds better to me. But I don't, I don't remember them calling it a toilet. And I don't um, think so. So, what, what did you think about them? Uh, the so they they go to bring down the new man, and yeah. then they start like a little fake fight to uh, get the attention of the guards, and then uh, they go for the attack where uh, Cassian ends up shoving one of the, the pipe rods into yep. the uh, conveyor for the little elevator platform that they have. And then all hell breaks loose. I thought, honestly, I thought that was smart. I thought they, I mean, on, on, honestly, there are so many shows and so many like episodes of different, you know, kind of genres that do the whole prison break thing. Mm-hmm. But this was really, really cool to see because in those prison break shows, it's very simple. They're like in their cells. They like try and dig out. They like, you know, try and dig under a fence or something. But because we're in the Star Wars universe, it was a different way of breaking out. And they, this actually isn't the first time that we've had a prison break in the Star Wars universe because we did have one in Star Wars The Clone Wars where it was um, Cad Bane, that one mastermind guy. I can't think of his, um, his name for the life of me. And then it was... Um, obi-wan like in disguise we actually hear him you know use Mm -hmm. his code name ben but uh but this was really cool because it was a concept that's that's never been done before the whole thing with like the floor like as um as your way of punishment was like horrifyingly genius to me because i would have never thought of that and in and and the fact that they use that as torture um for the prisoners Mm -hmm. um and then they and then the prisoners twisted it and turned that into their you know their escape their like savior and we did see a couple of people that did get because they were standing in water and then they turned on the floor and then they did um die but doing that did short circuit it and then Mm -hmm. you see um kino and like everyone else just kind of like climb and then they just run. <laughs> and i'm i'm on the edge of my seat i'm like let's go let's go oh yeah man the, the tension oh, pacing in this entire episode is amazingly good it, it, it was amazing like i oh man like they 
there are definitely episodes where they're slow, but when there's action, they do a wonderful job. And it's just crazy because I never thought I would ever see anything like this in Star Wars. So it's like awesome job. It is a breath of fresh air. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, their whole uh, whole escape plan completely amazing. It's cool how all the water starts dripping down to the next level, so they know that something's wrong. Yeah. Um, and then they start all taking all the guard weapons to to start breaking down, uh, breaking out all as many people as they possibly can. Yeah. So I thought that was really really cool. Um, so is there anything else in this scene besides them getting up to the control room that you want to talk about? Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Zach was wondering if the blasters that the guards um, have uh, in the prison are available as playable blasters in Battlefront 2. The answer to that is no. Um, they are a mixture. It does look like they are a mixture of. It's the, it's, the, it's, it's the one from the, like, A New Hope, the one that they're uh, shooting at when Vader Cor- comes on board. Right. So correct, but it's modified because it does have a stock piece on it um, uh, on, 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 on the side of it. Uh, so it's um, that blaster that you see in Andor is not available in stores Battlefront 2, unfortunately, maybe sometime in the future, but it's not available in, in the game. But anyways, continue. Uh, so they finally get up to the, uh, the control room, the main control room, and they uh, tell them to shut off all the power. And um, yeah, so what 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 did you think about that that sequence of them finally getting up to the control room for it? Um, see, uh, so it was really interesting because Cassian could have led the whole thing, but he wanted um, Kino to do it, and because really- I yeah, I I genuinely feel like when uh, Cassian tells um, Kino what to do. He's basically saying like, "Hey, I'm not the the type of leader. I can start it, but you have to lead them." Yeah. Um, I thought that the the them both basically meaning uh, talking back and forth like, "Hey, all of us have to work together if we're going to get out of here. But you need to inspire them like you inspired us. That kind of like thing, and you need to be able to to push us to get out of here." And I was like, yeah. "That was really really cool. I really liked that sequence." Um. And then what did you what did you think of how the the original speech he's like is that is that the best you got yeah um i oh man like i was getting goosebumps during that speech be um because i don't think kino was terrified um that um that they weren't going to make it like out of the prison mm-hmm. like of the whole group i think he was terrified because he knew he wasn't going to make it so, um, but then when Cassian was talking to him, I think he realized that this was this whole thing, the whole breakout was bigger than him. Um, it was something more. Um, and, and he knew what his fate was going to be. So he just, you know, dropped everything and was like, all right, I'm, I'm going all the way in. And then he just gave the best speech that I've heard since the Captain America speech in the, captain america and the winter soldier speech like Mm -hmm. of that one because i i i oh man no like that was written well andy circus did a phenomenal job of 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 that line i was so happy i had goosebumps i was like feeling for the character and even makes it more sad when they get to the end and then cassian's just like hey come on and then he's like 
I can't swim. And then someone just tackles Cassian and then like you, oh man. Yeah. I liked, I liked his whole, uh, his whole speech and how he begins saying something. So, um, like so uh, robotic being that he had been stuck in there for so long saying the exact same kind of things over and over again. And when he finally realizes that this is the chance to get everyone free and he can be free as well, in a sense, he completely opens up to be able to say all the things that he's ever wanted to uh, and has been holding back since he's been inside the the, the prison. Yeah. 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 Absolute passion and emotion of like this entire scene was amazing. And then them getting up to the part where uh, they need to all jump, and then Cassian gets uh, bumped off into the water as yeah. you know, it's like I can't swim. Seeing, um, seeing the seeing the prison guards kind of cower like behind a door, just like knowing that oh crap, like if they find us, we're done. Like th- there's no way. Um, but yeah, no, oh man, no, I, 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 lo- I loved it. I loved the episode. I loved the fact that we got something like this in live action, um, uh, especially in, in the Star Wars universe. Cause I always thought the whole prison break thing that happened in Clone Wars was great. And I was like, man, if they did something like this in live action, it'd be so cool. And they did. And it was a lot, it was the same, but it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I loved it. I, I loved it so much. Um, and then we see the lower levels of Coruscant. We get to we, meet our our rebel spy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, did you think he was going to be um, the uh, this highest B agent? Did you think he was going to be um a spy like did you have any like um i haven't watched it back from this and i would love to to and and see the episodes that he's in to see if there's any tells that you immediately go hmm Mm -hmm. that makes sense um but yeah i mean it it was really interesting to seeing that he was uh full-on like a spy and wanting to be out of this because he he knows that oh goodness it is seriously about to hit the fan like things are going down right now yeah i was not expecting it um but seeing him walk through the actual like lower levels was cool i was hoping more of what kind of we saw on in uh in clone wars where where every time they went to the lower levels they would kind of like um like kind of see the the actual like city up above and they would have different shots and there would be like different bridges crossing. It just I feel like this like, is, this is like mid level. Yeah. I'm like, I'm okay. So do you think that, that, that this was where like we saw um, Ahsoka in season seven of, of like of that low, or do you think that, that like they were just below like of the actual like skyscrapers and everything. Um, I think they're just below the skyscrapers. I okay. think it's it's low enough for not them not to know or suspect anything because I feel like that's kind of like the sweet spot, not too high, not too low, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, because, yeah, bottom of Coruscant would be amazing to see, but I feel like we haven't committed to it completely yet because I feel like they're going to save it for something else. No. Um, uh, yeah. What do you think they're meeting? Uh, good. Um, I thought... I thought luthan was very straightforward um again he is a 
he is a good guy, quotations, but he's willing to do anything for the Rebel Alliance. And in that speech that he gives, you definitely see um, that that um, especially with a couple of a couple of the lines that he says, where 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 it's like I. I understand where you're coming from. Like you, you no longer want to be part of the empire and you no longer want to be a spy, but you are too valuable um, to leave us. So you're kind of trapped. Can't really do anything for you, but I, I feel bad for you, but I can't do anything for you. So it's um, that, like that was kind of like the gist of what he said. And Mm -hmm. To me, it was like, okay, so he is like on that fine line of of good and bad, um, but he's willing to, to, to do anything for the cause. And I think that's why him and Saw Guerrera understand each other. And I think we'll see that before this, you know, show is done. Okay. Um, uh, because there's a lot of similarities between those characters. And you definitely saw that in this episode. Um, oh yeah, for for sure. I mean, it's it's interesting seeing how the beginning of the rebellion uh, completely changed people, and how far someone had to transform to be able to uh, start this rebellion. Um, it, it's cool his entire speech of uh, how he, how he's like uh, the, like his whole double life and everything like that. Um, so so what what did you think of his uh full speech at the end about his dreams? Um I mean I I I yeah oh. I really like his whole speech at the end. Um basically just letting him know like I am not going to stop for anything. Yeah. Like you, you may be absolutely afraid in everything that you do because you, he's been working in the empire but it, nothing is going to stop us now. So I think that's that's really cool. I yeah no like I mean it's it's very interesting to see the darker side of the rebellion and I don't think we really saw that until Rogue One and we saw it definitely with Saw Gerrera mm-hmm. but um I think people will definitely look at the rebellion a lot different now especially after with the show and I think maybe that's why Kathleen Kennedy was kind of nervous when the show was coming out because it's not that you're rewriting history. You are adding to the history. Um, and I don't think, I mean, be okay. So before Endor came out and, and before rogue one, did you think that, that the rebel Alliance was kind of born out of like, you know, um, extremists. Yeah. Um, out, out, out of that, out of hatred, out of vengeance, or do you think it was born out of, all right, this is the right thing. We need to do it. Um, because to me, that's how the, the Rebel Alliance was advertised. So, Oh, now, yeah. I mean, it, it's always yeah. been about black and white views of everything in yeah. Star Wars, uh, where it's, it, I mean, light and dark. It's, it's always been like that. But I, I, can, I appreciate how much, even if this isn't George Lucas's way of looking at the world of black and white, um, this is gray. It's it's yeah. it's a beautiful form of gray that I think this series has breathed life into into Star Agreed. Wars with such a, a a gray turn throughout the world. Yeah. Um, 
because we, I don't think we've really had much. We, we, we've definitely been getting much more, more of the gray between the, the rebellion and the empire. Um, but this, this show is uh, really, really, really pushing it. And I, I, I could not be more ha- happy and uh, joyous at that fact, instead of just being good and bad. And I think that's the, that's the biggest thing that people are like, I don't really like uh, this part of star Wars is just because they don't feel it as relatable. Whereas I would feel like back in the day, it was much more black and white where uh, that's, that's what people's views are. But nowadays our views have changed and this is far more relatable to me than it, than, than uh, the original star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Uh, in, in the sense of morals and uh, rights and wrongs. So, one of our fans, uh, David, says, I think the Rebel Alliance um, origins assumptions were more Disney before Disney bought them, ironically. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, like I, I, I mean, I was very surprised when they when they pitched the show um, because I knew it was going down a dark path and I just didn't think that they would do anything like it. And then we get the first episode and it's like, we're opening in a brothel. And I was like, all right, everything I thought I knew just goes out the door. Like I, I was like, all right, we are, we are going down a dark path. Um, and Mason got what he wanted. We have <laughs> very close to game of Thrones. And honestly, I think that road will continue because um, I hope so in a bit because because we're getting the show Acolyte. Now, that's going to be all about, like, you know, um, the Sith and Dark Side users and everything. And we actually have the actual plot of the show. Um, the the actual description of the show uh, dropped and cast. Which, again, we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, Season 2 of Andor. Um, Right now, season one, we've got two more episodes left. The last episode's on November 23rd. Uh, how do we feel um, about the season finale? Do you think we'll see more of Saw Guerrera? And that's something that Zach was also asking. I, I, would, I, would, I would assume so. I think we still, I think we talked about how there's a, there's a part in the trailer that we haven't seen on screen just yet of yeah. Saul. And um, the, one of the other interesting things is that the, that end episode of showing um, how Cassian and I forget the other guy's name are on the beach. Those two do make it on Scarab. Yes, they are both on the skin on the scarif attack. So we know that both of them will eventually join the rebellion. I don't know how. And I, I think that we'll have some lead up in the next few episodes. And whether that's with Saul Guerrero or not, I, I, I don't know. I hope so. I like I mean. So Cassian, when Cassian and saw actually um saw each other in Rogue One. Cassian looks at Saw and they make eye contact, but they don't say anything. Um because I'm 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 talking about the scene where 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 Cassian like kind of breaks out of the cell. He goes and grabs Jin and Jin's, you know, all emotional because she just got the hologram from her dad. And then like Saw kind of stands there and they see each other and then they just kind of leave, and then you know he you know does this line of the Jin, save the rebellion, <laughs> save the dream, and it's like oh yeah cool, but uh but yeah no I um I could see them maybe having some type of history, I just don't know if it ended well, but to me that was really never um uh 
that was never really hinted. Uh, but we um, something that you know that's gonna be happening next season. A lot of people are talking about. It. I really wasn't surprised, but it's gonna have Yavin four, mm-hmm. um, and that honestly made so much sense to me because it you know it's leading into a new hope and mm-hmm. and into Rogue One. So that was always very obvious to me. But something that no one's not that many people were talking about, which I really hope that we get um maybe at the end of the season or maybe, you know, some point early on during the second season is we get characters from Rebels. I'm not I mean Hera most likely, but I'm really, really hoping for Hadrian Callus. I think if we saw Callus in there be because we know that he's part of the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. We don't see him in Rogue One, but we know he makes it all the way to the end of um of the Battle of Endor. Uh, because Zeb shows him his new you know home world and everything. Uh so I would love to see him in this show. Okay. I I I, th- I think that would be really cool. I I just depends on who they cast. Um, I have a couple. Of as far ideas. as cameos go, do you think that they have earned their? Um, I think that they're leading up to another, not like Darth Vader in general, but I feel like they're like leading up to the same kind of Darth Vader moment in um, Rogue One. So we've had that whole Darth Vader moment again when it was in the Mandalorian. I feel yeah. like they're leading up to something like that in the future. I don't know if it's going to be at the end of this season. Or but most likely, be... it will lead into Rogue One. Yes. Okay, so I agree with that because I think we'll get Krennic. I think that might... I mean, that, that would be a cool Darth Vader moment. But um, to be honest, I think... It doesn't have to be Darth Vader. I'm just saying in general, like, anyone big. Krennic makes sense. Um, pretty much anyone from... Uh, Big enough from the Empire, I think, would be really cool. And right now, the uh, the the girl is I think didn't talk about it in the episode, but um, the whole conversation that Luthen has with Saul Guerrero is for a separate mission that we haven't really seen anything for. Um, now that separate mission is being displayed on the screen when they're talking in uh, yeah. their their boardroom, and I, I feel like that is going to have some. Uh, big opportunities to have this, the the girl character. I don't know if she's going to make it through the entire series. I don't know if she's going to be the main bad guy up until uh, next season. It would be interesting. You are talking about Mirdo, right? The, the um, blonde. Yeah. The ISB. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. 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 No, no. Ah, man. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really curious on how this season is going to end. Because there's a lot of plot um, lines happening right now, mm-hmm. uh, and it's and I guarantee by the end of it, like everything will kind of like mash together and all all of them will cross over. But it's it's just it's been happening the entire show, so they they have to catch up with all the storylines that are coming um, that are that they're making up. Uh, but season two, twenty twenty four going to lead directly into the events of um it will lead directly into the events of rogue one very exciting stuff and i think we actually know the timeline of that hang on i think i got a picture maybe 
Um, maybe I don't. Maybe I do. No, I don't. Uh, okay, so where are you ranking your favorite shows right now from from just Disney Plus shows? Okay, now what would be your top? Okay, where does Andor sit right now? Right now, okay, so okay to me it goes the mandalorian is number one for for original disney plus shows Mm -hmm. um after that are we talking about star wars or like are any of the disney plus shows okay um i would probably yeah their disney plus projects is is what i'll start from because i wouldn't just be like yeah versus the clone wars with a million episodes (laughs) I would put, I would probably put Andor in in my top three for sure because it's it um my like number two. Here, actually, you know, I'm going to change my answer. I'm not going to put Andor on there until I rewatch the entire show. Okay, um, like all all the way from the beginning to end, because that way I can fully appreciate it. Um, Tales of the Jedi is up there. A, a, a lot for me, especially because of all the Count Dooku stuff. Like again, all the Soka stuff is cool, but all the Count, all of the Count Dooku stuff was amazing to me. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. On, honestly, for me, I'm I'm gonna say Andor is my 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 favorite so far. It is yeah. so so different, so great in in the fact of where they're pushing it. That can change with the next two episodes. That can also change with the next season. Um, don't know just yet. I but the for me, every episode has been building on itself, but it hasn't fallen down for me. And the fact of I'm always wanting to know more. I've always wanted to. I'm, I'm still wanting to know more about these characters every single uh, every single week. There's always something interesting to me. That keeps me coming back every single week. It's not just that it's Star Wars, but because this is so new, something completely different, and and still feels so original. Great, love yes. it. Yeah, I, I like as an original trilogy. Yeah, honestly, it was something that I was not expecting, but I'm really glad. That not at all. It. Not yeah. at all. I mean, there's there's definitely episodes like previous in the archives where I was like. Why are we even getting an like an Andor show? Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> Never in no. a million years that I think that this was no. going to be my favorite. No, I remember I... when they tra- they they dropped the trailer for it, and I was just kind of like, okay, like, do we really need an Andor show? Like, okay, but now I'm saying, like, dude, we've needed an Andor show for a long time. Right. So no, I am very very excited to see where all of this goes. Um because we have been needing more what i'm um, really hoping is that they start getting awards for the show which shows disney hey look star wars can be a lot more if you want to push in that effort for it that's the kind of thing i really want to see i really want to see not just like a six episode things on disney plus i want to see these long series that take their time and really develop characters now the thing is, with a six-episode kind of structure, I'm completely fine with it. With how they did it with uh, Tales from the Jedi, great, great show. But if you're gonna take your most famous character, like Kenobi, wise, and only give it like six episodes, for me, that's a drop the ball kind of moment. And I feel like I don't think anyone got as much as they wanted out of that show 
in general, but I am getting far more out of Andor than I ever would have expected. Yes. Yes. I I uh I remember seeing the trailer and just being I mean that whole drumming um that whole opening scene of of where the guy in the tower is is is, is drumming on the on the I I don't think it was Beskar. It was some type of like um aluminum or something, mm-hmm. but I just remember watching that trailer and in the crowd full of people and just getting that vibe of being like, all right, there's something here. And <laughs> and uh and 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 the fact that Diego Luna was so excited and so um pumped. Uh it really showed me like, you know, that there's more to Star Wars than you know Obi Wan Kenobi and um, uh, and and Vader and Luke and all that stuff because we've been so caught up in the Skywalker saga and and with all these other main characters for such a long time that some of us maybe never really open up the possibility of being open to to hearing or watching you know some of these side character stories and Cassian is a is a fine example. Um, because his like story was something that I don't think anyone really thought that we needed, but I'm really, really glad that we got it because it's showing us a different part of the galaxy that we never could, you know, possibly imagine. And 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 we're getting it now. Uh and and we're getting the new show um called Acolyte. It started filming recently. Um that's not the best quality picture, sorry about that. But uh but it 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 does have a great cast um and they also dropped the actual plot of it um so i'm very enthusiastic what are your first thoughts um i feel like i'm excited genuinely excited about it i want to see more of it before i give my opinion about it but i had been saying for a while on the podcast that this was my most excited project just because of how different they can really take it here. And I really hope that even now, even with uh, how people have seen Andor, it gives them a little bit more creative because I believe the, the, the director of Kenobi was saying like the limitations of what we were told that we had to do held us back from what we wanted to really do. Right. And with such a big character like Kenobi, there's a lot of limitations. There's not as much for uh, Cassian Andor, and but we still know his story and how it finishes. We just don't know his pre-story. Right. This is something we have no idea about, which is great. Very excited about. Uh, do you want to hear the uh, the description of it? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they anticipated. There you go. I'm 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 really wondering what that what that's gonna mean. I I think that's that's it's a, it's super vague. 
Yeah. Super vague. I know. Um, but it is great that we're going to see something in High Republic era. Visually. Yes, yes. Um, this is not just the only person saying this, but um, Young, Palpatine, and Plagueis. Do you think we'll get that in that show? I mean, yes, it would be cool. It, it would be very, 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 you know, awesome to get um, a actual live action version of Darth Plagueis the Wise. That's something. When does been- the the high republic end though i don't know that that's um, the only thing that would keep me from coming back from that i wouldn't doubt that they could do something with plagueis and maybe it's plagueis's master yeah but i don't know if we would have palpatine because he's human and i feel like that would be too long of a timeline from high republic Star Wars True Detective. How about Star Wars Law and Order? Bum, 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 I wonder bum. if they would do like a almost like a, a, a neo noir kind of feel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um Yeah, that that's the kind of feel that I think that they could try and pull off with this. But hey man, if they're if they're trying like this whole detective kind of story, great. I'm excited for that. Do you remember that episode from Visions of where it's the Jedi Master and then his um, apprentice and they end up going to that planet and they end up finding that old guy and he ends up being a Sith and then they end up finding him? Yeah. So I think it's going to be something in the lines of that, um, uh, of of that type of vibe. Uh, Because the... um, the High Republic lasted a very, very long time. Uh, and actually, I think we actually just got an answer right here. Uh, the High the High Republic era was a period of time that lasted for centuries, ending around 82 BBY, also known as before the Battle of Yavin, in which the Galactic Republic was said to be at its height. So we will be seeing the Jedi in their official prime. Um, because George Lucas was saying, you know, the Clone Wars was mm-hmm. when the was when the Jedi were in their prime, but the High Republic was when when there was no Sith really, and it was mainly the the Jedi organized peace. They they really weren't about the Senate, and like they were not at that point of that we see in. Um, and Tales of the Jedi, which, you know, our favorite new, you know, origin of, of, of a Jedi, Count Dooku, it's, it's, it's not like that um, during the High Republic. It is when the, it's when the Jedi are doing what, you know, they set out to do, and they're mm-hmm. not really ran by the Senate, and they are actually serving the Republic. Of what we see in Tales of the Jedi with Dooku is when it's past the High Republic, the the Jedi are so um, they have fallen from their ways and they are driven by politics. And you can definitely see that um, not just in Tales of the Jedi, but throughout the prequels. Um, and it just plays a huge part. And that's why the Jedi fell. And um, it's Do we know is, is, is there an explanation of when. They really when it when it first began of them starting the politics side because I, I think that would be a pretty interesting story to see the first Jedi who was like, "Hey, we don't want to be just like 
yeah. uh, like mystical warriors to you guys. We want to be able to protect all. We want to be able to protect all the galaxy. And you see that that little bit of like poison um, start from the beginning that ends up completely destroying them towards the future. That's that would be pretty interesting. I could see them doing of actually kind of explaining that maybe in uh in in, in the show in the acolyte be because of the description says that it's it's at the end of the high republic era. So with that being said, that might lead into um the territory and the type of vibe that we get in in the prequels of where it leads into the politics and I and cuz they of definitely politics. knew how the 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 Paul like I would not doubt that because because the plan was so long to be able to finally crush the Jedi. Yeah. I would not doubt that we would have a really cool scene of them uh, the Sith finally enacting their first step of yes. the plan. I think that would be really cool. And it was in in the first step of the plan being just to to be make it political. That sounds awesome. Something else as well that you have to remember is at this point, Yoda is alive. Um, he is maybe in his, well, what? In the end of the High Republic era. Because of the High Republic era books are taking place 200 years, I, I, I think. So we're at the end. So most likely he's like, you know, maybe 600, uh, 700, you know, maybe going into 800 years old. Possibly. I mean, I, I don't know because we don't know the exact date of where Acolyte's happening. Uh, but he will be there, including Maz Kanata as well, as, as, as David said. Uh, but I'm I'm very intrigued to see how all this is going to play out. I think we'll see, you know, Coruscant um, again, and it's going to be in a different era. I'm excited for a different era. I'm excited that that we won't be dealing with stormtroopers, clone troopers, or anything. That we are dealing with um, with a new era of Star Wars. It's still going to be Star Wars, but it's going to be different. And oh, yeah. I think that's why they brought in different writers that aren't really Star Wars fans. It makes sense to me more now because I I was kind of afraid when they did that for Andor, but the way that Andor turned out, I was okay. You know what? This makes me happy. And the reason why it, it, it does is because we're not dealing with – and you know what? They might have learned their lesson from The Last Jedi um, because of you brought someone that is a fan of Star Wars, you know, Ryan Johnson, but he wanted to put his own twist on it, and he was dealing with main characters. Okay? I feel like there's, 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 there's two differences is I think Andor hits that sweet spot where they said, hey, look, we'd love to do something new. We don't really know much about Star Wars, but you can guide us on that that theming yes. part. But we have our own ideas of what we would like to be able to show on screen, Correct. and they respected the material enough to be uh, to to allow them to do it. Whereas you have other times where people are just fighting against it so hard that they just leave the project, right? And we get and, like projects that are just up in the air forever. Yeah, and they and I would not have um, as. As slow as Andor was, and I say that a lot, because at first I was skeptical. I will admit it, I was skeptical. But the way that the show has turned out and like it's kind of made its path, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. The like weight was definitely um it made me nervous, 
but the way that the show is going has made me very, very happy. So I'm very, um, uh, I am excited to see of where the show goes. They have a great cast. Um, they, they have uh, Daphne Keene from uh, from the Matrix, and they've got and and she's she she was also in Iron Fist too, and they've also. Um, it hasn't been officially announced, but it, it looks like she will be in it. Uh, who's the girl that played the daughter of Logan in in Logan? She she, she was like X two. Don't remember her name, but yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, her. So apparently, she will be in the show as well. Um, they and then the rest of the actors, I I really don't know any of their projects. I think someone was from Westworld and um, some of those big major shows. Like as like a side characters, but kind of bringing in no names is okay with me. I mean, not no names, but like not well known people. Uh, I'm fine with that uh, because them um, them having uh, skeleton crew, which again we really haven't heard anything that much about it, but I'm still very very excited to see um, how that turns out. Uh, because it's um, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan, and Skeleton Crew comes out next year. You've got so you've got Acolyte, Bad Batch season. Yeah, here I actually you know I'll try and go in order. So January fourth, you've got Bad Batch season two. After that, you've got February. Uh, you have the third season of The Mandalorian. Uh, Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew, and then the game Jedi Survivor is going to be happening in March. Um, and then the Acolyte's going to be happening in the fall. You've got Indiana Jones 5 happening at some point. I know it's not Star Wars, but it's still Lucasfilm, so I wanted to mention anyway. Uh, and I believe that's everything for next year you've got six star wars projects happening next year and that was not even including star wars celebration um which is happening in london so it's it's like there is a lot of star wars happening next year where it's not just announcements it's like it's actual projects we're now in that stage where we are getting all those projects that were announced years ago and i remember when they announced ahsoka and i was standing right next to my wife because i cannot you know not remember her screaming in my ear of how pumped she was of when they, <laughs> of, of when they announced um, they were doing Ahsoka. So the fact that we are getting all these shows next year is very, very exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and, well, yes, um, we will. So the show Willow will continue um, uh, from this year into next year. Uh did you watch the original, the original one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Are you optimistic about the new one coming out? Like, I honestly think it will be good. I think it will um, surprise people because yeah, I would I would love it to surprise yeah. people. Um, however, I don't know if it'll have the same kind of issues that the Dark Crystal had because they did the whole Dark Crystal remake. Yeah, and it just didn't catch on with that your normal audiences. Whereas, like, the fans of the original Dark Crystal absolutely love the show. 
but it just didn't catch on with the average public, which that's the, that's the fight that you always have to do is like, I bet there's hundreds of projects that people want to do that like fans want, but fans don't rake in the the same kind of money as just the uh, average audience does. Yes. So the last episode of Andor comes out on November 23rd um, for season one. And then we have that gap um, from November to January of no Star Wars projects, like something from Lucasfilm, which is Willow. That comes out November 30th. Um, but we're not getting any Star Wars until um, uh, until January. Uh but apparently there will be a trailer from like the official trailer for Mando season three. Um, that Christmas? Will be co- yes. They'll, they'll be coming out on Christmas day. I'm. And then November 12th. We've already seen the trailer, right? Yes. Yes. Um, at, at star Wars celebration. I don't, I mean, I would be really happy if they showed that exact trailer online because there's scenes in there and there's the music is so satisfying and it gets you so pumped up. So I would be okay with that. Or maybe them even showing like a, um, um, of getting, um, of people pumped up for Ahsoka. So I would be okay with that. Uh, I am hoping that we, um, see something for skeleton crew very soon. Because that's the second most expensive show that's ever been made in history. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I, I'm not going to lie, I've got high expectations. But on November 12th, um, it's it's more of a rumor. There's a possibility, but apparently there's going to be a Grogu short that's going to um, hop on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be maybe like around 10 minutes long. It's called Grogu and the Dust Bunnies. I don't know if it's animated. I don't know if it's like it is. It's it, it's probably supposed to be like a kid short or something. But mm-hmm. who knows? Um, and then if you're you know into Fortnite and all that stuff, um, Luke, Leia, and Han are now available on. Uh... Do they have a do they have a specific skin for them, or is it just? Oh the yeah, idea? yeah. Uh, so they have. Uh... They have um, the Return of the Jedi um, suits for them, Empire, and then New Hope. And Luke has his like his his poncho, um, kind of black cape thing from Return of the Jedi. And then he's got okay, cool, just cool, wearing cool. his normal stuff. And then cool. for Han, you know, his normal New Hope, and then um, his Return of the Jedi, like you know costume where he's not wearing his giant like um his jacket and then he's got his jacket that he wears in return of the jedi so cool if you like Fortnite and you like star wars there you go um (laughs) i uh i know josh plays sometimes um and i heard it's crazy now because you've got like thanos in there and then you've got like dragon ball z so you've got goku and all that stuff so i just heard that it's like kind of chaotic now (laughs) um so being on the the video game side do you think that there'll be any uh video games trailered for um they have a bigger emphasis on uh trailering video games at celebration or do you think yes we're gonna okay yes a hundred percent um because we haven't had like a new one besides lego star wars which 
the new DLCs are out. They're like slowly leaking. Uh, I have played the Clone Wars um, characters, and they they're cool. They're they're honestly cool. I just wish that we got more levels. I think that would have been you know more amazing because as cool as it is to have 400 characters, I want more planets. And if we got a couple of the planets from Andor and Kenobi, um, for all because that's what these DLCs are. So like of, of the new shows coming out and, and the book of Boba. Um, so I'm hoping that we get more, um, more stuff for the new Lego star Wars game, but for game wise, I think they're going to do something for battlefield, uh, battle. Yeah. Battlefront three. You and I will be there. (laughs) We will be the first ones in line, bro. I genuinely think that, because of how poorly their whole ba- the battlefield franchises have performed, oh, they oh, know that terrible. the one franchise that even if they don't get it right from the beginning, that will continue to grow and yeah. have people there. Star Wars Battlefront, they exactly. were on the verge of greatness. They were about to do Coruscant <laughs> with Ahsoka and Ventress, and then they were like, "Guess what? We're making the new Battlefield." I pre-ordered that game. Crap, major crap, bro. I'm 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 sorry, but it was just like I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed in the game, and I was like, "You quit working on a masterpiece for this? You're out of your mind." Because at the, at the at the time, um, Battlefield uh, did make them more more money, but nowadays, I, I think they're just they're like, "No, that's that's not going to make us nearly as much money." Um, uh, but yeah, you start putting in like hero characters, like the Mandalorian, like all these oh, little characters, dude. dude. Could you could have hundreds, oh, hundreds of them now. Get Ahsoka like, in there. Oh, yeah. So good. And um, there is also the open world Star Wars game they're doing, Star Wars Eclipse. Um, there's a lot of games that the, the, that they're working on right now. And Jedi uh, Fallen Order was a huge success. That is not like a exaggeration. That was probably one of their best um, games that they have come out um since the oh new yeah man conference. Like, response in, in, insanely cool so i i i think for the going for the future i'm really excited for the the ubisoft game that's the one i want to see the trailer for the most yeah i don't know if we'll get anything until the avatar game is released first because yes. Disney said yeah. i have a deal with you you make me an avatar game you can make your star wars game using everything the same way and they are doing that right now because we know the Avatar game is coming up next year um, mm-hmm. in the spring. So after they do that, it's all hands on deck for the Star Wars game. And that's what we need. And then the Knights of the Old Republic remake is still in the works, but it's um, it's got a whole different like um, higher up team. So mm-hmm. it, is, um, it is different executives um and people and and like you know all the animators it's it's a whole different team like they have rescalped that entire thing and they just have their own thing going on now and they're trying to rebuild and kind of rethink of what it was and i think they've kind of learned from their mistake because they have announced a lot of projects the past couple of years that just were just like all right we're canceling this be um because i remember them saying like oh like we are doing uh um the show rangers of the new republic and then that was like like 
That's not happening. And then there's also the other show. They have not talked about it all. I think it will come out next year. I don't think it's going to be. I mean, it might be in the lines of Tales of the Jedi or shorts or whatever. Um, but it's called the droid story. So I think that will um, come out next year because that's been in the works for a while. And they actually have already worked on stuff. It's like already animated and everything, uh, apparently. So I am hoping for some type of announcement that show is going to be, you know, with R2 and C3PO going on their own adventure. So it's going to be like their own show about that. I know. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, honestly, I'm, uh, I, I think that's everything. I'm super, super excited for next year because there's so much Star Wars go- like coming out. It's we had two more episodes of Andor. Yep. For now, and then it's only in January do we get a new Star Wars piece for visual media. So we're closing out the year with Andor. Mm-hmm. Yep. That should be exciting. I'm, yeah, dude. It it like definitely has been a great year for Star Wars. And I loved that we started out with Book of Boba Fett. And, you know, that led with Obi-Wan and Celebration and just all that great stuff. And now we're ending it with Andor. And then we're starting a new year again and so many star wars projects so many old faces coming back to the screen and it could not be a better time to be a star wars fan so i'm super super pumped for next year and the future of star wars we appreciate all of you being part of our group um for uh for everyone on facebook uh we have the star wars stuff group and star wars stuff podcast page um if you like uh, exclusive content, commentaries, uh, all that fun stuff, we're on Patreon at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. Uh, go on our Patreon, check us out. We're on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. And then we're on Twitter at Stuff Pod, TikTok, search Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Um, we would love to hear more. Um, feedback from you guys please go email us at star wars stuff podcast at gmail.com uh and um there there was an ad that already played but there's manscaped go and check that stuff out i don't have any yet i'm 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 waiting for it josh is waiting for it but yeah um uh go and check out manscaped i heard they've got great products if you want to you know actually hear a review um, I believe um, Matt and David did the review, so you will hear that in the ad. Um, but we love doing what we do, guys, and and, and we're also on Twitch, SWStuff77. Um, if you ever see us like in public, like at, at at um at the parks, you know, at the grocery store, come and say hi. Like we love talking um about Star Wars with you guys. We love hearing back from you. We love hearing your reviews. Um, if you go on Apple Podcasts and you want to give us an honest review, go for it. We love hearing your feedback. Like I said, even if it's all about David, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Josh, is there any words of wisdom that you would love to uh, leave the audience with? Um, climb. That's all I got. Climb! <laughs> Which, ironically, I was talking about this. That's also one of K2SO's, like, K2SO's is Climb. Yeah. Uh, they also had the Climb uh, from 
the the guy who gets crushed by the oh, coins. Yeah, and they they had a, another climb in this episode. Oh man, so much climbing, so much death. Very sad. <laughs> One way out. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, may the force be with you always. I can't swim.